You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Vegas. It's Zandra Pollard. It's where I am. Thank you for tuning in to 91.5 Jazz and More. Today, my guest is Dr. G. He is in the building. Um, Dr. G's been on the show quite a few times. And hey, I'm going to give you a little heads up. I'm going to be passing the baton to Dr. G take over it's where i am he will be our guest host is that what it's called that's right okay okay well so he's going to be taking over he's going to be with me till the end of the year and then starting in january dr g will be here for you to inform you about different mental health uh, issues and uh, things that are going on in the uh, community and whatever he feels can be of help okay so thank you, Dr. G, for being here. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here, Zandra. And certainly, you know, I don't intend in stepping into your shoes because they are way too big for me <laughs> to fill. But uh, with pleasure, though, I really look forward to um, holding this space and uh, facilitating conversations about general mental health and and really bringing relevant things to your listeners and, and to your viewers. So again, thank you for allowing me this opportunity. Oh, I, absolutely. You you know, every time you come on the show, there's such chemistry, you know, and we and we get through the show. We have a good time and we also give that information that's needed. So and with your educational background, you know, that's super helpful as well. So you have gone from working with kids yes. recently yes. to now working with adults and you are working with adults with severe mental health yes, uh, yes. diagnoses. Yeah, so I've had the privilege of working in the field of mental health for the past 24 years. And I really have uh, treated individuals throughout the lifespan. And so I have transitioned from primarily working in family services where I was providing clinical services to uh, birth to five age children in their families, adolescents, uh, to focusing more on adult general mental health and specifically at Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center, we provide clinical services for individuals that have severe mental illness. So we just identified that there was this gap mm -hmm. in our community and really being able to meet the needs of those who have the highest acuity. And, and so at Great Minds, uh, we provide a lot of um, non-reimbursable services because 
we've identified that by providing wraparound services mm-hmm. um, and, and, and really uh, wrapping and, and holding tightly uh, these individuals, by providing them day services, we've been able to keep them from going in and out of inpatient hospitalization. Oh, great. Okay. And, and so we've collected now a lot of data and research that we have um, hired a, a statistician to help us really uh, collate those uh, data so that we can use it to show the efficacy of how we're treating individuals with severe mental illness. So I, I think we really are unique in our community in how we provide clinical services to meet the needs of these individuals. Wow. Well, I know that transportation is a huge issue. Huge. Yeah. And and so that's really one of the non-reimbursable areas that we do provide at Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center, okay. transportation. Uh, we pick up our patients. We just recognize that this was such a huge need mm-hmm. of supporting and assisting individuals to get to services. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we pick them up and we bring them home. Okay. Now, what about telehealth? Is that a part of yeah, so, it as well? Yeah. So, the, the belief is, though, is to get the individual out from their primary environment right. and to allow them the opportunity to have socialization opportunities yes. with other individuals. Right. And so... Because, like, the telehealth was like a Band-Aid, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So during times of COVID, when telehealth really became the primary source of providing clinical services mm-hmm. uh, due to protecting oneself from from being exposed to COVID. Uh, but, you know, we really believe in providing direct clinical services face to face for most of our patients. Mm-hmm. And um, we're providing meals for our patients while oh, okay. they're um, on site participating mm-hmm. in clinical services. Okay. So when they arrive in the morning, they may receive uh, coffee, uh, breakfast cake uh, that is uh, zero sugar. Um, we, we are very mindful in terms of what we're providing for snacks and, and food to our patients because we really want to uh, provide care from a holistic perspective. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we're providing lunch or dinner depending upon uh, the time that patients are participating uh, participating in clinical services. Okay, well, so explain a day for me. If someone were to get services and say they come in in the morning, Mm -hmm. how long can they expect to be there? How many hours? Yeah, so so if they're in the morning track, uh, Mm -hmm. they could be arriving around 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. They could be on site at Great Minds for as long as four, four and a half hours. Okay. Um, So it's really a robust curriculum where we're providing individual therapy, group therapy, socialization, activities, um, and lunch or breakfast or both. And, and so it's really um, a, a way for us to identify uh, the needs for each individual participant and to really uh, work with their care manager, their case manager, okay. uh, their payee, so that we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. So we really are providing wraparound services. I mean, I feel like um, as a former wraparound director for five years, mm-hmm. I can speak to the fidelity in terms of how we're providing clinical services. Sure. And we really are in line with, with the philosophy of wraparound um, and, and, and how it's 
implemented throughout the community in the county. So your relationship with like the mental health hospitals has to be very strong so that you are recommended for those wraparound services because we know that you will actually provide them. Absolutely. So I was the actual first clinical director for um, the pavilion at Southern Hills Hospital and Medical Center. Okay. Uh, and so I, I have very good working knowledge in regards to how that program there operates um, and how we can access beds there if necessary, mm-hmm. uh, meeting our patients' needs. Um, I also worked for um, uh, a subsidiary of Desert Parkway up north in Reno, which was Reno right, Behavioral right. Health Hospital. Yes. So I know the CEOs that are working at each of these inpatient hospitals. Um, I have their cell phone numbers. And so, you know, it really does assist us in coordinating care um, and, and the follow-up, checking in to identify if one of our patients goes inpatient, uh, that we're, we're receiving updates in regards to how they're doing and then how can we coordinate a safe step down from the Mm -hmm. hospital back into the community? Oh, that's wonderful. So explain to me what is severe mental health diagnosis or severe mental illness? What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So these are individuals that uh, may have gone in and out of hospitals many times over. Okay. Uh, these are individuals that are connected to state programs, uh, and where many of these people have a payee. And so what a payee is, is someone that is responsible for overseeing and managing the individual's money. Uh, also like a residential program. Like residential homes, like I know that because I worked for one at one time, mm-hmm. uh, they had they had control mm-hmm. over their money and what happened with their money. So and d- their care. Yes. So um, through the courts, mm-hmm. uh, many of these individuals uh, may have either temporary or permanent guardianship. Yes. That is over the person. Right. Um, as well as their estate. And so when we say that guardianship is um, over an individual's estate, it's it's the oversight for their money mm-hmm. uh, because they're incapable of managing their own money, uh, paying their bills, paying rent, uh, budgeting. And so there's a payee in place that could be a family member or it could be a state case manager or a group home uh, care manager that is the payee supporting the individual. Okay. So let me back up some. So you said you work with the payee. You brought up payee in the first place. Yeah. So, so let's we, go back to that. So we work with the case manager. We work with the group home manager. Um, if we need to, we would contact the payer, the payee. Um, usually okay. all services, though, that we provide, uh, what we bill is through the individual's health insurance, which is either Medicaid or, or primarily Medicare. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, And so we interact with individuals that are involved in the person's life. So anybody that's significant in caring for the individual, you know, we want to have a release of information in place so that we can communicate and really make sure that uh, we're capturing and meeting the identified needs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you brought up uh, guardianship. Yes. 
Can you please explain guardianship? Because often Mm -hmm. I speak to individuals who have a family member who has a mental health or a mental illness, excuse me, and they want to with their heart Mm -hmm. to help and take over, but do not understand the responsibility of being, you know, one's guardian, an adult, right? Yes. You are care. You are responsible for an adult. Mm-hmm. How does that work? What is involved? Yeah. So, so there's a lot to it. Yes. So, typically, there are two scenarios in which an individual may pursue guardianship. Okay. Uh, it could be for a child, uh, a minor age child, where uh, an adult other than the parent uh, may seek out guardianship. Uh, to care for the child, to make decisions on behalf of the child. Then the other scenario is where we have an adult individual who's over the age of 18 where they are um, cognitively incapacitated, where um, it's determined that they are incapable or incompetent for man, uh, keeping themselves safe. Uh, man- and that's determined by the state. Correct. Yes. Managing their daily living, uh, that they, they just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's really when um, another adult person um, comes in and requests for guardianship of that adult uh, family member or person um, because they're gravely disabled. Yes. And oftentimes uh, they have either a medical and or a mental health diagnosis mm-hmm. that is already in place at that time, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of like the justification, if you will, that's presented to the court okay. to help the judge determine if, if this is appropriate or not. Okay. So it's it's a process. It takes a while. It's, it's not like a quick. In no. thirty days, I will be your guardian. No, because yeah. you're going in front of the judge, and this petition is being presented to the judge, and and medical information is being presented to yes. help the du- judge determine if the the rationale for guardianship is reasonable. Mm-hmm. And then once you take on that role, that is your role Absol- until well until. Uh, the guardianship end. is well until the person may pass, pass away yeah. or or they um, die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. I mean, let's, that's let's correct. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, what if someone is a guardian and they say, "Oh, this is too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. I want to pass it on over to cousin so and so." Yeah, so those are conversations that need to be had in in a treatment team meeting. Mm-hmm. And I always really encourage team members to be candid, to be authentic. Um, and if there are concerns, to just put them on the table, address them so that as a team, we can all be on the same page and there's no surprises. And help with a smooth transition. You got it. Yeah. That's so important because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that um, this human being is is not falling through the cracks. Right. Right. Well, I love what you're doing. So, again, tell us the name of your agency. So I am the clinical director at Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center. And as of January 1, 2024, my uh, role will expand with the organization. um, And I will also be the public relations and communication director. As well as the guest host (laughs) for... It's where, where I, I am. am. Yeah. So, you know, you guys will be hearing about his agency quite a bit. 
next year. So congratulations. Thank you. And thank you again. It's always such a pleasure being with you. Absolutely. So glad to be with you. Glad you're here. Now, I want to get into some other things since I have you. Mm -hmm. And I know I'll have you for a couple of more weeks. Yes. But I just kind of want to set the stage. You know, I want everyone to be prepared for when you do fill my shoes, you know, and you can. You absolutely can. Mm. Yes. And what you can bring to the conversation are stats because you are working with a statistician, right? Did I say that right? Statistician. You did. You did. Yeah, this is really exciting for us because I think in mental health, uh, a lot of agencies, a lot of providers can uh, say off off their tongue interventions. Uh, interventions that we all may use from a training approach okay. as far as how we're facilitating therapy. You know, we've been very successful at minimizing the number of inpatient hospitalizations for the sickest patients that we have in our community. Okay. And, and, and that's a direct result of how we're really wrapping these individuals um, from a wraparound clinical perspective. But okay, so what do you do when it's 110, 117 degrees outside? Okay, we're in August, and there's a lot of people who will go into uh, the hospital or into a mental health facility. So they can get some air conditioning. So I'm speaking of the homeless. Yes. Right? So then how do you get those stats? Like how do you know the information when people are trying to get a basic need met? Yeah. So so I, I really appreciate uh, the last uh, two words that you uh, referenced, Zandra, and you said basic needs. Right. Um, so at Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center, you know, that's a focus for us as far as really meeting the basic needs for those that we provide clinical services to. So those that we're physically touching and helping, uh, it's it's pivotal for us to make sure that our individuals have access to food, have access to clothing, and have access to housing. Mm-hmm. So we are very much involved in partnership with other members of each individual's team okay. to assist individuals to have their basic needs met. Uh, you know, this is truly uh, a wraparound ideology in terms of how we're providing clinical services at Great Minds. Um, and and that my control, uh, who's the executive director and owner, just understands that basic needs must be met before any human being can focus on um, therapy right. and, and making change in their life. And it doesn't mean just giving a, a resource, a phone number, a name, address, and then you know, that's it. You have to do the follow-up, which is so important. And I'm sure that your agency does that. So um, we do a lot of case management mm-hmm. that is non-reimbursable. It's just we know that it has to be done uh, in order to help these individuals. Now, when you say non-reimbursable, do you mean free? We're not getting paid for a lot of the services okay. that we pr- I just want to make it clear out there. Yeah. Okay, that means free. Okay. Yes, because, uh, you know, the state of Nevada doesn't reimburse for certain things. Um, and that we recognize, though, that certain 
um, services need to be provided to this population. And so, they're non-reimbursable to you. Correct. So okay. we're eating the cost. Right. Okay. Yes. So, um, you know, it's really, really important to us that we're treating these severely ill people with dignity and integrity and yes. with respect. Mm -hmm. And as a clinician myself, and I do carry a caseload at Great Minds, so I'm also meeting with a lot of these individuals. Okay. I hold them as capable. And so I think it's the first time for many individuals where they're being held accountable and being held capable mm -hmm. and that they're having the opportunities to practice acquiring uh, new skills that are helping them move forward and function at a higher level on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think because of our passion and because we treat people with kindness and with respect right. and, and with dignity, that they thrive. I mean, we've created a solid wraparound program for the severely mentally ill, yeah. and, and the outcome is there. So what, is the, uh, what does your staff look like? Uh, how many people are in the clinic? Yeah, so, you know, I would say that we're like a small to medium-sized uh, outpatient mental health agency. Okay. There's about 10 to 13 of us in total. Okay. Um, we're growing. Uh, so the owner, Mai, is working on acquiring and buying her own building because we're ready to expand and to meet the needs of more individuals throughout our community. Oh, wow. Because okay. the need is there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I feel like we we have fine-tuned our model, and we've become more effective at implementing it, and that there's efficacy today. The results speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And and so um, we're going to start doing more recruitment so that okay. we can increase the size of our team uh, so that we can help more people. Beautiful. Well, I love it. I just want you all to know if you have missed any portion of this broadcast, you can find it at itswhereiam.com. Also, we're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon podcast platforms. And, you know, hey, I think you said a lot today. I'm looking forward to you coming next week. But we're going to let you go with a great song by Aretha Franklin. And Dr. G, what's your pick? Respect. Respect. R-E-E-S-P-E-C-T. Did I spell it right? R-E-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's right. You All did. right. We'll see you guys next week, 7.30 a.m. It's Where I Am with Zandra and Dr. G. Bye. Until next time.